It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's the goal I Welcome back to another edition of the Bubba Lutz Sports Podcast, everybody Bubba Bunch, this is a unique podcast slash video Because nothing really that we go in-depth in we're just doing some predictions today. Mm. Episode 162 is just predictions, baby. And we do it with Kevin. You know what we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of might, course. Might be quick and easy. But we just wanted to get on here, talk about who is going to win some awards this upcoming season. Some big, shiny trophies. And, man, looking at my list, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling very confident in mine. Ooh. It's realistic okay. to to a lot of people. If okay. you, if you really if you know you know right. Okay. But I I feel like I got some sleepers on there. That I got still I make got, you feel like mm, I can understand why. I got one that might surprise you, to be honest. Uh, Antonio Brown. I'm leaving. All right, thank <laughs> you for joining us. On this. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, let's uh let's get right into it. So so the awards that we're going to focus on today uh, are the season ending um, awards that they do every year. MVP, of course, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie offensive player of the year, rookie defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. comeback player of the year. Yes, sir. And, uh, coach of the year. Coach so, of the year. Let's just start off with the easy one. We know. Kevin, who is your MVP? My MVP. Well, listen, man. This MVP race in 2020, in my opinion, I think it's chalked. I really don't see anybody else but the greatest quarterback of our generation. Also, according to to me, when we had this discussion yesterday, it's Tom Brady, right? Yes. But okay. I'll say this, asterisk, the new generation. Ah. Patty Mahomes. Not the senior citizen. Gotcha. No, not the senior citizen. Uh, Patty Mahomes. I really don't see anybody else taking this word from him. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have another good season, a fantastic season, but he's not going to perform the exact same. So, look, man, Patty Mahomes missed four games last season, and he still put up the numbers that he did. Mm-hmm. So uh, the man is just an absolute freak. The team is still the same. It's gonna be Patty, hundred percent MVP of twenty twenty. I'm uh, man. What's the what's the way to say this? I have a generic MVP pick, and oh. I have the correct MVP pick of who oh. should it be? Oh, oh, who should it be? You said who should it be? Should should be? Should it be? This mm-hmm. is the man that deserves it because mm-hmm. if you take if you take the acronym, if you take it word by word, most valuable player. And when I think most valuable player, I'm thinking without him, they would be nothing. Mm-hmm. They would absolutely lose every game without this player. So mm-hmm. my answer is Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. yes, you can make an argument for him in that aspect of he is the most valuable quarterback and player in the NFL. I agree to disagree, right? 
this man is going to have an improved offense if you really think about it. He still has his weapons at wide receiver. He still has Tyree Kill, of course, Travis Kelsey. But he also has an improved running game in Clyde's Edwards, or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So mm. the running game is going to be better. So he also has Damian Williams. And then... Oh, yeah. What? Damian Williams opted out. That's right. My bad. Yeah. So now it's yeah. Clyde. Yeah. Um, mm. But... You just mentioned it. He was out for four games last year with a dislocated kneecap. Dear God, that's scary. Yeah. So now he's 100% healthy. Now he's got the ring under his belt or on his finger, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're trying yeah. to say right. But yeah. now he's got that pressure off. He's gotten paid. You know he can ball out. He doesn't have to prove himself anymore if you really think about it. Nope. And only a second season. Unbelievable. He knows how to read coverages now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. As he goes along, he's going to be a better leader, better mental quarterback, and he really hasn't even hit his prime yet, in my opinion. Yeah. That's scary. He has not hit his prime because he just hasn't reached that that capability of knowing the game like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers do, or Drew mm-hmm. Brees. So yeah. until he gets to that point, that's when I feel like he'll be in his prime. So the obvious answer is Patrick Mahomes, but the man that deserves it, the man who is the most valuable player in the NFL is Russell Wilson. 100%. I completely agree with you. Um, We've had this conversation before many times. He should have at least four MVPs by now Mm -hmm. because, my God, that man literally balls out every single year with the Seahawks. Like you just said, if it weren't for him, the Seahawks would be nothing. They would be garbage. They would be trash. But he's not flashy. He's not juking people out he's not spin moving like he is in madden he's, he's not, not over here you know he's yeah. not gonna throw for 500 yards a game he'll mm. throw for 300 and three touchdowns but that third touchdown was the game winner that's yeah. what he focuses on and until he gets to the level of uh by the way breaking news amari cooper has a hamstring injury damn it um that I literally just got that notification. Not surprised. Michael Gallup, how about that? Um, Jesus. What I tell you, Amari Cooper injured prone. So and I just drafted him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so back to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Think of the success that the Seahawks have had over the last decade. More than more than credit should be due to the Legion of Boot. I understand that. But how, in God's green earth? Do you score any points? Do you have any offensive efficiency without Russell Wilson, especially with the fact that you don't know how to contain an offensive line that is worthy enough for Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson is in the perfect situation because his offensive line is so bad that it works in his favor because he can actually use his legs and use every aspect of his game. He shouldn't need to. But he does. But he has to, yeah. And he's, he's been banged up. Those knees, those feet, those ankles, they have been through it all. And yet he's that durable. He is still yeah. winning them games. So, yes, Patrick Mahomes will win. But Russell Wilson should be the MVP. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. 100... Thank you for coming to my tech talk. 100% agreed. Well, then in that case, I guess I will follow with... My offensive player of the year. Hmm. Now, we discussed this right before the podcast. Now, we both agree 
that in order to win the MVP, your team has to win a lot. Mm-hmm. You can't have a losing record when you're an MVP. It just doesn't work exactly. that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already hard enough when you're not a quarterback to win that award. So take that in consideration as well. Yeah. Offensive player, we both feel that you can be on a losing team, but you mm-hmm. can stack that that stat sheet. Yeah. But in this case, the reason why I segued like that is because uh, I think Russell is going to be the offensive player of the year. He's been snubbed from MVP all this time. He should have been the MVP already, but at least give the man offensive player of the year. No, I mean, no, come no. on. No. Come on. Can't but be bad for him. I think but I think this year Russell Wilson will be offensive player of the year. I think he's gonna pop off once again and he's gonna prove that he's just the best player. He's just the best player besides Pat Patty Mahomes. So I agree. Offensive player of the year, Russell Wilson. Now, I do have a somewhat small quarterback as my offensive player of the year. Oh. A running quarterback. Oh. That is also good with his arm. Ah. Who also has a very bad offensive line that's in the works. Oh. Also has some really good receivers. Okay. And a really productive running game. Oh. But this man is in the desert. This man... Oh, it's Cliff Kingsbury's toy. He is probably the flashiest alongside Lamar. He is is the most entertaining quarterback in the NFL. And I want to see him succeed. Say his name, Lutz. Say his name. I wanted to put him in MVP, but I feel like this is more rewarding. My offensive player of the year is Kyler Murray. Oh, I love that pick. And that's Uh, why I say it's okay for him to lose a lot because you can still put up numbers. This is perfect for Kyler Murray. Mm. He is going to put up numbers, but he won't win games. I'm not saying he won't win at all. I'm saying he won't win many. Like, yeah. I think, what was it, 5, 10, and 11 last year? 5, 10, and 1, yes. Oh, it's my bad. 1, sorry. Um, yes. So... Six and ten, seven and nine. I could honestly see the Cardinals doing that, and that is all because of Kyler Murray. Who Man, I, love, I love Kyler Murray. He's gonna break out this year. He will. And he's got DeAndre Hopkins, so it make it a lot easier on him. Who, who, who's who's DeAndre Hopkins? Let's who, who is he? Ask Bill O'Brien, because he's the uh, that washed up wide receiver that wanted a lot of money, according to Bill O'Brien. Moving on. Uh... Defensive player. That's none of my business. Defensive player of the year. This one was hard for me because I had two players that are on this list that I wanted to pick. But I chose the latter. And I feel like he has been secretly one of the best defensive players behind Aaron Donald, behind Nick Bosa. I'm going to take a chance on him. Because their defense has been revamped. Last year was the first time in a long time that their defense was just a bunch of studs. Defensive player of the year for me, TJ Watt from the Steelers. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got got you, didn't it? I like it Mm. because I was thinking about putting TJ Watt. I love TJ Watt. I love TJ Watt, man. The Steelers' defense is is interesting. 
it's it really a hard is. defense to read because they can create turnovers, mm. but they give up a lot of yards. They're playing in a conference and a division that will give up a lot of yards and a lot of points. I don't feel like they can handle Lamar Jackson. I think they'll struggle a lot with Cleveland this year because of, of their offense. But, but specifically him, but man, man's a monster. But TJ Watt is a uh, is a monster. Dear God, we're getting breaking news every single like minute. Jesus Christ! Minnesota Vikings just put Daniel Hunter on the IR. Oh, oh no! Damn, that's gonna hurt. That's tough. Oh that wow! Bringing you the breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, yeah. I mean, when this comes out, this won't be breaking. Whatever. Um, yeah. Now, the reason why I smiled at you, Kevin, mm, is because I wonder why. I uh, I sent some brotherly love here. Oh. So instead dude. of Aaron Donald. Oh. I think this man, who has not won a Defensive Player of the Year award since 2015. Tragic. Has dealt with so many injuries throughout mm. his career. This man just cannot stay healthy and is the sole reason why their defense is good enough to get him to the playoffs. And yet they give up 51 points, but that's, once again, uh, that's for another day. Mm-hmm. This man, who may not put up sack after sack, but if you just focus on what he does on the field... And the presence that he brings, the attention that he brings, like Aaron Donald does, it's it's beyond the stat sheet. It's beyond numbers. Yeah. And I think if he can stay healthy, which is such a big if out of this guy yeah. for, for so many years, but I think he deserves a good, healthy season. And if he can do so, he's out for blood because of what he has on the opposite side with Deshaun Watson. He can mm. bring it to the table. J.J. Watt, T.J. Oh. Watt's brother, can mm. really do work and, and win that award. J.J. Watt is hands down one of the most talented defensive players we've seen this generation, but man just can't stay healthy, and it's very unfortunate. So, look, man, I agree with you. If he if he can stay healthy this year, he's coming for vengeance. He's I, coming for blood. I see it. I agree with you. I just know that if I don't say his name, he can eat me because he eats about as much – as I do in a month. He will. Yeah. His, uh, his, this is, have you like gone through a day in the life of a diet for JJ Watt? I I think I would die that same day. I would. I I can't even imagine eating that much food. Dude. It's insane. Did Did you see that video of Jedrick Wills? What he ate in one day? Yes. Dude. It's crazy. Whoa. Okay. I still remember it. So he had like four scrambled eggs, hash browns, and bacon. With cheese on top. With, with cheese on cheese top. On top. Uh-huh. Then he had chocolate cake. The first chocolate cake. The first chocolate cake. And it's a lot yes. of chocolate cake. Yeah. And then. A meat lover's pizza. And then some of his girlfriend's pizza. Uh-huh. A full-on meat lover's pizza at that. Uh-huh. Another More chocolate cho- cake. Another chocolate cake. Yeah. And then Oreos and milk to finish it off. No, no, no. He had another chocolate cake, remember? He had he some had, snacks before he had that. Three chocolate cakes? I believe so, yes. What was the other meal? There's a meal I'm missing. I think I think you're missing a like No, I'm forgetting. Well anyway, point being, that man just eats a lot. 
And I think he can give J.J. Watt a, a run for his money when it comes to calorie intake, because my lord. No, 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 no. J.J. Watt was, like, he just eats straight avocado. Like, like just shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, I swear on my life, it said, like, he eats, like, the chicken breast, like, grilled chicken breast, like, three or four of them. And then he eats, like, ten avocados. That's like, mind-blowing. What? It's like, I, I haven't even consumed ten in my lifetime. Like, how can you consume ten in a day? In a meal? So, Kevin, who mm. is your Offensive Rookie of the Year? Offensive Rookie of the Year? You know, let's, that's, a, that's a very, very good question. Thank you. Let's, very good question. Um, I have a very good answer. I have a very good answer for you. You know, there's this guy. I'm cocky, but okay. There's there's this guy. Let's. Um, I don't I don't know if you heard of him. I really don't know if you've heard of him. But um, he last year he decided. You know, like he just decided one day, to throw fifty five touchdowns in one season. Uh, he decided to lead. The Louisiana State University Tigers. To a national championship. Oh, no. Huh. Does that no, sound familiar? Don't. Does that sound familiar? Don't tell me. The offensive rookie of the year for 2020 will be the man, the myth, the smoking legend himself, Joe Burrow, from the horrific Cincinnati Bengals. Well, that's, that's why. Why? Why do you trust Look, the Bengals? Why, why, why were we going to trust the Cardinals last season? And look at Kyler Murray. Oh, that's, that's different. Is it? The Arizona knows what they're doing. Hey, man, you could argue that the Cardinals were in the same position the Bengals were last season. And within a season. What if this is, is the season for the Bengals? There, there was a nine-day difference between the Bengals and the Cardinals. Look, man, look, I really do think that Joe Burrow is going to be able to light it up in Cincinnati. He's going to give them, like I said, I, I predicted Cincinnati to win at least maybe five games a season. Five or six. I don't know about that one. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the offensive rookie of the year oh, for man. the NFL. Man, that episode where I said that Joe Burrow could be the biggest bust in NFL history really comes into play here, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, he could. I still agree with you. He probably could. But I have faith that he's going to be able to bring Cincinnati back. We'll see. But my pick is Joe Burrow. Until he lives Cincinnati, leaves Cincinnati, that's when I feel like you'll see the best Joe Burrow. But for now, oh, it's going to take more than a season, buddy. It's we'll going to take see, more man. than a season for him to we'll, really. We will see. Oh, man. Okay. So who's your offensive rookie of the year, Lutz? Let's see. Well, it's not a quarterback. Oh. Because okay. Tua's not starting. He's not. He will eventually. But by It's then, magic. Oh God, um, don't don't ask me. Josh Rosen deserves better, by the way. But um, Tua won't start until later on in the season. By then, he needs some time to develop. Mm -hmm. As long as he can stay healthy, that's the win in my book. Okay. Um, Justin Herbert will not start this year, he or he'll not. start at the end of the season because Tyrod will win some games, keep his job, nothing special. And I don't think Justin can be that star quarterback mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. Um, Jordan Love's not going to play. 
I don't uh, care about him. Joe Burrow is going to struggle okay. because of his team, not because of him. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of leaves me with a um, a skill set player who I think is a part of a tremendous wide receiver core. Oh, really? Now, I'm kind of conflicted. I have two names here. Okay, all right. And I like them both the same. But just okay. something about this guy coming out of college and going to a, a perfect team mm-hmm. and that that depth chart in Denver mm-hmm. is looking really nice. I knew you were going to talk about him. I knew. Hey, listen, I smell a little, smell a little bias. Uh, Drew Locke in the building, ladies and gentlemen, because oh. to go along with Cortland Sutton, mm. K.J. Hamler, mm. and the overall great, athletic, agile, Alabama Crimson Tide alumni, mm-hmm. Jerry, Judy, the best wide receiver to come out of that draft, is going to Denver, and that man is going to ball out. Mama, look at that man. Mama, look at that man. Barbecue uh, chicken alert. Barbecue uh, chicken alert. Look, man, I, I agree. I, I think Jerry Judy is going to do really good in Denver. I've been saying that Denver's my sleeper team. I think they're going to I think they're going to go to the playoffs with the wild card. Um, now that there's seven teams that we forgot to mention. Yeah, by the way. That's doable. That is doable. Yeah. Uh, I like the pick. I think Jerry Judy is going to do really well. I could, I could agree that Jerry Judy could be in the running for offensive of the year. But it all depends on that Drew Locke, man. It depends all depends on, Drew on Locke. Um, But I think now with the seven team being in the playoff, I think the opportunity for a lot of these mid-range teams, and it sucks for Denver because they're going to lose Von Miller for an extended period of time. Oh, the whole season. Maybe, maybe. So the report is, is that if he doesn't get surgery and he rehabs, it's, it's three months. So he would right. be there in December, which is, if they make the playoffs, perfect time. If he does get surgery, he's out for the season. It's like six to eight months. So mm-hmm. if he waits a month, this is what I heard from, from a, like the radio station here. It's like, if he waits a month, see what the doctors say, rehab it, see how it progresses, then it could easily go as like, oh, you only missed the three months. And now he's back in the hunt, which is really nice. Yeah. Their defense needs Von Miller. Absolutely needs Von Miller. Their yeah. defense is good, though. Like, they've rebuilt that in a way to where it's not 2015, but it's definitely a good enough defense in that division other than the Chiefs to get that wild card spot. Yeah. And then, of course, Drew Locke. But he has plenty of weapons to work with. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, who I'm not high on, but I get it. Not high on either, yeah. They have a good offensive line, and... We'll see what the coaching staff does. Yeah. But I think Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver coming out of that draft. And I'll just say it real quick. The other name I was mentioning, because it's the exact same scenario, the way that, that he played in college, the team he's going to is perfect for him in the system, J.K. Dobbins. You know I love him. You know love me Dobbins. I am super high on J.K. Dobbins. But I think with that running game, he will take over Mark Ingram as the number one guy, and Lamar Jackson is going to have some fun. Some yeah. fun with J.K. Dobbins. Oh, he is. I oh, agree. 100%. I love it. So he's my other sleeper pick for rookie offensive player of the year. Okay. R- okay. Rookie defensive player of the year, sir. 
you're gonna you're gonna like this pick. You're gonna like this pick right here. So I think I know. Uh, yeah, I think you do know because I'm very high on him. Um, well, we're, we both are high on him. Uh, there's this man. There's this bad man. Don't be a bad man. He's a bad man. He got selected by the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This bad man coming out of Clemson. Many people seem to call him a freak of nature. Athletic. He can... Oh, oh my goodness. Arizona's got a good guy right over there. His name is Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons will be the defensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. I uh, I saw that coming. And look, he's a Swiss Army knife. He, dude, that man can do whatever the hell he wants, and it'll work. Somehow it'll work. It's insane. I, he's so I good. I want to see how they use him in Arizona because there's Cliff and that coaching staff is saying they'll just use him as a linebacker. No use for him at safety. But I really feel like you can utilize that in some capability throughout the season. So I think he can be the defensive leader of that team, give them some hope that they can hold teams to a certain amount of points rather than just going with a shootout. And if Kyler Murray can score more points, cool. This is a different Arizona Cardinals team with a great offseason, an amazing draft. Yeah, I'm high on the Arizona Cardinals. I can give a lot of these teams mismatches and trouble throughout the season. So Isaiah Simmons is one of those reasons why. Mm-hmm. And I so I, I like that pick. I just can't get away from my Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, I I knew it. I knew you were going to pick Patrick him. Patrick Queen, Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. These are all great guys. Chase Young, also from Ohio State. The Ohio State University. The Ohio State University, yes. But my heart is telling me that the safe bet here mm-hmm. is a turnover Byron Jones that mm-hmm. athletically, agility, instincts, mm-hmm. all goes to a better version of Byron Jones. Oh. And the only thing, the only knock on him is that he's going to a struggling team. Yeah, he really is. But what Darius Slate could do on this team, even without all, with the, with, with the dysfunction, excuse me, was impressive. So, if you would have had Darius Slay alongside Jeff Okuda, I think it would have been great. But, for now, it's Jeff Okuda and company. And I love this guy. I feel like he's one of the most pro-ready guys out of anyone in the draft. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that Isaiah Simmons, Patrick Queen, these linebackers are going to be really good. Kind of like a Raquan Smith in Chicago. Yeah. He got drafted. Yeah. Like, really efficient. Really productive. You can feel their presence on the field. But... No one's going to really pay attention to them as far as an award goes. And honestly, I'm kind of doubting Chase Young a okay. little bit because of his situation. And I still have yet to see him play at an elite level against elite talent, which he's going to play with most of the time in the NFL. It's just mm-hmm. a different story. Yeah. So my instinct, my heart goes to Jeff Okuda, who is going to get turnovers, who's going to be a lockdown defender, and will really solidify himself as one of the best cornerbacks in the league as a rookie. 
Look, man, Jeff Okuda is a stud. I've been I, – I agree with you, man. He, Ohio State just likes to breed stud quarterbacks. It's yeah. insane. Uh, I think he's going to do good. I think I think the best thing about his situation, besides the fact that he's going to a dysfunctional team, but the bright side, he is going to a defensive-minded coach in Dan, in Dan, uh, Dan Patricia, and I think that will help him out. Yes. So, Jeff Okuda, Batman, I could see it. I could see if, it. If, if Detroit – because I like Detroit. I, I like I what they're building. It's yeah. just going to take some time. I think DeAndre Swift in the draft was a steal. I think Kerryon Johnson still a good running back. Matthew Stafford, if he can stay healthy. And, is... dude, he, he is an MVP quarterback. The numbers he was putting yes. up last year before the injury, insane, right. mind-blowing. And you got Marvin Jones. You got Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. The options are there for Matthew Stafford. It's that defense on a defensive-minded team that seems to struggle, which is weird. Yeah. So it, you got to figure out the dysfunction because it's off-the-field issues, really. It's that communication, that relationship between the players and the coaches. It's not there. Mm. But once it's there, I think the play on the field will improve tremendously. And mm. on the defensive side, it starts with Jeff Okuda. So yeah. that that's where I feel it goes. Yes, I do have – Two Ohio State Buckeyes players. Don't at me. I'm biased. <laughs> now this is I like this one a lot. And when I saw this name, I I knew I had to pick him. But okay. let's start off with you. Comeback player of the year, sir. Comeback player of the year. So comeback player of the year. This was a little bit of a hard one for me, to be honest. But there's one name that came up to my mind when I was thinking about it. And I just don't see how he's not going to want to just explode this league. My comeback player of the year for 2020. The man, the 2005 Super Bowl MVP, Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben is going to come back. He's going to want to tear down the NFL. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good this season uh, if he can stay healthy. Because, unfortunately, my man is now injury-prone. But he's going to stay healthy. He's going to prove that the Steelers, listen, man, they, they they upped their defense. But that offense went down, 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 down without Big Ben. Juju looked bad. Deontay uh, Johnson will now have a good quarterback that can actually show his skill set. Because that man, that, that's a bad man. Deontay Johnson's a bad man in his second year. So I think Big Ben is going to be the comeback player of the year. Well, improving the wide receivers was nice. You forgot to include Chase Claypool as well. Oh, you're right, Chase. Yeah, that's Notre right. Dame, who was a good right. pickup in the draft out of a stacked wide receiver. Uh, that's actually class. that's actually very disrespectful of me. I'm sorry. Yes, Chase Claypool. Come He's going to be right. a good receiver. Yeah, I know. You know what was one of the best free agent moves from this offseason? Eric Ebron. Oh, I love me some Eric I Ebron. I Pittsburgh getting Ebron was a tremendous pickup. Yeah. When Eric Ebron is healthy, top five tight end in the league. What, hands he, down. what he did in Detroit was amazing uh, with a, a veteran quarterback. Really mm -hmm. nice to see. Yes, the injuries have stacked up, but him in Pittsburgh is a solid fit. 100%. That just spreads the field so well. It's, it's one of those guys that he, he moves like a wide receiver, but he's built like a tight end. Yeah. And man, oh man, he's fun to watch. 
So, especially improving that tight end position. They've never really had a stud, a star power tight end yeah. in, in Pittsburgh. So that's a great addition. You have James Conner. And that offensive line is, is solid. You know, that uh, they just have everybody coming back, and it's just veterans on that offensive line. My only concern is Big Ben. Like that's that's the only thing I have a problem with because yeah, I, I agree the injury is a concerning, but I think that if he's able to stay healthy, the Steelers are going to look dominant in my no, opinion. No, 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 sir. Even if he's healthy, man, I am I am ready to move on from Big Ben. He is slow. He is just not the same. What? Well, I what, mean, of course he's not the same, but I mean, you but have to Big realize Ben based his entire game on being durable. And being hard to tackle and bring down. And he had some speed. He can get away from tackles. He no longer has that speed. He no longer has that durability. If he gets hit, he's going get, get, to he's gonna get hit hard. And if you double up Juju, that's a problem. So it's a matter of how he communicates and how he builds that relationship with those younger guys and with Eric Ebron. But I feel that there is a lot of things going toward retirement for Big Ben, and I think this is the season to finally do it. It's it's hard to say because he is a legend, and I'm not hating on Big Ben. I think it's time to move on. Look, I agree with you that the Big Ben era is finally ending very soon. I agree with you. But my point in this pick is you have to see, and I know you see it yourself, that, look, whenever Big Ben is on the field, the Steelers are a legitimate threat. You can't say no to that. Look at what happened last year. Calvin Hodges, Mason Rudolph, dude, like I said, Mike Tomlin, he, in my opinion, Mike Tomlin should have won coach of the year last year for what he would, he was able to do to almost bring the Steelers to a playoff position in the position they were in. Oh God, uh, hats off to him. My respect. But now that they're getting Big Ben back, like I said, I agree his injury for me, the injury prone is a very big problem. But if he's able to stay healthy and complete maybe at least 12, 13 games a season, at least that, I think the Steelers are going to be a legitimate problem, in my opinion. I see. Go ahead. What's up? No, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Third in the AFC North for the Steelers. Okay. I, Fair I, enough. I think Lamar and the Ravens are one. I honestly see Cleveland bouncing back. And getting mm. that second spot, possibly a wild card, mm. and then there's the Steelers right behind them. But I think evaluating the season once it's done, and they say, "Wow, we have a really young core here mm. on the defense, and we have some good wide receivers coming in. Like our future is bright." It's not. It wasn't Mason. It's hard. It's it's hard to deal with that because I thought Mason was going to be a solid pickup from from Oklahoma State. But I actually, I really did too. But it's definitely not the future with Big Ben in it, which is not the case. Every team has to deal with it. You know, New England had to deal with it. New Orleans, the Saints, the Saints have to, to deal, deal with, with it too. soon. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time before Pittsburgh does it, and they finally kind of can move on. And I feel like this is the season to do it. So in that case, then, who is your comeback player of the year? I saw the name. And I couldn't oh. resist. Mm. My comeback player of the year. Not just because of what he's going to do on the field, but what he's done with his life and, and okay. his story. 
Okay. Alden Smith. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. When you That's think, actually pretty good. When you think about all the issues that he had off the field when he was with San Francisco, mm-hmm. he his mental health, his physical health, of course, with the, you know the problems with you know drugs, substance abuse, and him getting in trouble, mm-hmm. really kills a lot of careers. And it mm-hmm. should have killed the career of Alton Smith mm-hmm. if he did not get it together. It yeah. took him a long time. Mm-hmm. It took him a long time, but. What we saw on the field when he was with San Francisco, when he wasn't having those issues, and when he just played football, that mm-hmm. man is dangerous. That man is yes. incredible to watch. And seeing him sign with the Cowboys, looking as happy as ever with Jay Glazier next to him, and saying, like, I'm ready to start the new chapter of my life and in the NFL again, getting my comeback story, and then seeing him put on that Cowboys uniform, Number 58, man, seeing that put a fire in me, I I expect big things out of Alden Smith this year on the field because I think he fits so well into this defense. And what his role is alongside Dorrance, alongside Demarcus Lawrence, alongside Everson Griffin, you are going to be supported by your cast. It's not just going to be Alden Smith taking care of business. It's going to be all those guys. Think of what Robert Quinn did last year in that first half of the season. That man dominated. He did. And he, you could honestly say that he was kind of past his prime. Like, like he was getting toward the tail end of his career with still a lot to offer. But the fist, the system that he fit in, it was a terrible system, but it worked. And he made it work. So yeah. now with Alden Smith, who we haven't seen in a very long time – defenses or offenses don't know how to prepare for him like there's no reason to prepare for him because until you feel it that's when you'll know Mm -hmm. and once you have everson griffin demarcus lawrence coming at you again and then you have to deal with alden smith as well who could be utilized in so many different ways on this defense i think he puts up numbers but that journey of him coming back into the nfl like he does Mm -hmm. and to revamp his whole career and reevaluate everybody's mindset on him like really perceive him in a different way from what we used to see him as i think he'll be a leader on this defense i think he'll be loved by dallas he'll be loved around the nfl and everyone wants to see him succeed so for him to win a comeback player of the, of the year it's inevitable okay i like the pick i'm not gonna lie i, I can't agree with that pick alden smith like you said he I mean, the man was an absolute stud when he played for the 49ers and the Raiders. It's just those off-the-field issues kept him from just having a good career. Mm-hmm. So, I can see that. That's a good pick. Um, well. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not you know, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But to round it off with our last award that we're going to talk about, Coach of the Year. And in my opinion, I think this one is very obvious. I think it's extremely obvious. Uh, with what they're doing over there, Everything has the potential to be the biggest story of this season. 100%. I think Bruce Arians is going to win Coach of the Year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We finally agreed on one. Yes. Yay. Dude. Look, man, how could you not say it? You know, Bruce Arians has always been a, an amazing head coach when he was with Arizona. Now he's going to Tampa Bay. And – 
Look at what he has. Look at what he's done yep. so far this offseason. Look at the implementations he's put into this team already. Look, man, you're going from a team that had 30-30, man, you know, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, Jameis Winston. Yes, sir. To the greatest quarterback of our generation. You got Chris Godwin. You got Mike Evans, right? You got O.J. Howard. You bring back Gronk. I'm not that high on Gronk personally. I don't think he's going to get a lot of touches in my opinion. But I think he's going to get enough. I think he's going to get enough. Then you bring in Leonard Fournette, okay? That man wants to prove something. That man has a lot of gas left in the tank. You got Rojo, a good backup possibly. He he could blow up. It just depends on how they use him. You have a pretty good, a pretty good offensive line. We'll see how they want to do that. You got a defense that, in my opinion, I've said it multiple times already, the most underrated defensive player in the league, Shaquille Barrett, the sack leader. You got a pretty good defense, Levante David. You got good corners. Corners, you need to work a little bit, but he, they're there. They're there. Look, man, this Tampa Bay team, they're going to do something this year. And I really think Bruce Arians is going to pull it all together. I'm not even thinking about this year I'm thinking about last year too because they were a playoff contending team if you really think about it they stayed in every game they mm-hmm. lost almost half of their games by seven points or less mm-hmm. and the fact that they did that with the worst quarterback in my opinion in the league um in wow. Jameis Winston yeah I'm gonna say it because I I just think that he is a bust I don't mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says um the man just just does not know decision making, and yet they still somehow won games, and they stayed in a lot of other games too. He built a tradition that was unheard of in Tampa since John Gruden in the early two yeah. thousands. Like yeah. ever since then, they've been a laughing stock, and they were just the the third other uh, Florida team, like. There was nothing about it. Like, Jeff Garcia was the last great thing to come out of Tampa. And that yeah. was a long time ago. So here we are. They, they get new uniforms. They they revamp their whole franchise. And it, the, it's still the same thing until Bruce Arians gets into town. And he says, all right, I'm going to make it work. But we know that we're going to grow a lot. We got to sacrifice people. We got to sacrifice games. Because it's in the long term. Him coming out of of coach like uh, of retirement for this you know yeah. like leaving arizona was one of the hardest things he had to do have you ever seen the uh the football life on him his love for football is undoubtedly one of the highest in the nfl like he just loves the sport and when he yeah. had to leave arizona it was the hardest thing for him to do and even imagining like going back hurt him a lot and he took a chance to go to Tampa. He took mm-hmm. a chance. He really did. With no guarantee that they'll win a playoff game, not a Super Bowl, just trying to get a winning record and, and be relevant again. And he mm-hmm. did that within a year or two. And now here we are where they're considering maybe an NFC championship, maybe yeah. a Super Bowl, because now you have a, a better chance of making the playoffs in a tougher division. And a lot of people are having you upsetting the Saints in that division. So yeah. how does that happen in a matter of two years? It's because of the coach. It's because of the mindset that he builds and the, the tradition 
that he brings to to Tampa. And I feel like this year, no matter what, no matter if they win a Super Bowl, whether they barely make the playoffs, whether they do anything, I think if he does an improvement from last season, which he will, coach of the year, it, it should go to Bruce Arians. He, this it man should. deserves it. Yeah, he, he deserves really does. it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I really do think that Bruce Arians is going to do a lot for this Tampa team. And like you said, just to be relevant again, because, man, going from a team where, you know, you, they could possibly sneak into the playoffs, but you got James Winston just throwing some awful decisions. My Lord. Mm-hmm. It's rough. But now I think they can do it. I mean, if we're just going to throw a sleeper pick in there for coach of the year. I want to see what Matt Rule does. I really, Rule? I really want to see oh. what Matt Rule does. And, mm. ah, shit, if they even get to 500, I think that's a win for Carolina for you what know, they have to deal with. If, if we're talking about super picks, I can probably say uh, Kevin Stefanski. Yes, yeah. From the Browns, mm-hmm. yeah. If he can come in and he can, you know, just change the – something. something happened last year, man. Something happened. You know, it's one thing to completely improve with Freddie Kitchens in one half of a season in 2018 and be pretty competitive the whole entire year. Baker Mayfield's rookie year. But just to completely, completely fall apart the next year, something happened. And I guess we'll never really know what it was. Oh, I know what it was. Besides Freddie Kitchens. Well, there you go. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, we're both understanding that it's Freddie Kitchens, but I'm just, I'm just very curious to see, I mean, to understand why it happened. But whatever, Freddie Kitchens is gone. Can Kevin Stefanski step up? I mean, step up and take the Browns to where they should have been last year because the Browns legitimately had a chance to be in contention with the Ravens. I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they were going to be 13 and three, and the Ravens are going to be 14 and two. But you know, they could have at least won 10 games, nine games. They somewhere beat them in there. the first matchup of the year, and yeah. they were they were pretty close in the second. I, I don't know. Something happened, and I I just want to see if he can fix the issue because for all those people that say that Baker's trash, Baker's not trash. Look at his rookie year; he was amazing. It's just the coaching last year was just not it and I want to see what Baker can do again because you can't sit here and tell me that you look at a team like the Browns with Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Austin Hooper. How can you sit there and say that you know they're not good? They have the talent on paper. It's just the coaching was wrong and I'm excited. Hopefully he can be the answer. An so offensive-minded coach, a creative guy, to say the least, what he did yeah. in Minnesota, and yeah. he finally gets his chance to to head coach a team. I think he has a lot to prove, but he's ready for the task, and, and it's yeah. a prepared head coach, not just a guy that's like, oh, we'll just we'll give him a shot. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, and and unlike Matt Rule, in my opinion, he has a better team in front of him, paper-wise, mm-hmm. on paper. He has a better team than Matt Rule. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah. If you, like I said, if you want to throw a super pick, that's my super pick for Coach of the Year. Hey, man. If Jason Garrett can do it, so can anyone. Oh, Let's leave it at God. that. 
Oh, All God. right. Thank you for joining us on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. I had to end it like that, huh? I had to end it on that. Always got to. Um, Always got to bash Jason a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, Lutz, you know what? Good job. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. I got you, man. Uh, all right. I'm tired of the clapping. Okay. <laughs> that was 10 years of clapping. That was a PTSD oh, moment. Yeah, um, for real. But uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Boblet Sports Podcast. Give us your predictions on any of the awards that we talked about in the comments down below. Follow, subscribe to the uh, to the channel, and um, yeah, uh, we're we're ramping up the uh, the episodes this week. We're definitely gonna get our hands full. Hey, hey, Liz, you know what's really exciting? This is the second to last podcast of the off season. Yes, as it's... as we're recording this because we're doing them early. We are, we are that close. I mean, as of recording right now, we're one day away from the Chiefs and the Texans. So, so excited! I'm so excited. Let's go, man! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh man! We're about to see. We're about to see some some bad men on the field tomorrow. Some bad men. Just. Oh. (laughs) Just. Beauty. Oh, Football I'm, until February. You still got the playoffs going in the NBA. It's just <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, hey, congratulations on the Miami pick. Oh, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you, thank you. Because, I don't uh, watch I don't watch basketball or anything, but I do know you picked Miami, I and know. I and I do know that the Bucks are a pretty big name right now. So congratulations. Oh, stop it! You're just, <laughs> you're just stop it. Oh, we'll just stay around. Stick, stick around. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank All you guys right. for uh, for joining, and we'll see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now, would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when you're...